Everything leads to this mystery of the resurrection, this event that we celebrate today. And not just today, but for the next eight days, the octave of Easter, but then the entire 50-day season of Easter, that liturgically, spiritually, um, everything leads to Easter and flows out of Easter. The year, this is the high point of the liturgical year, Easter Sunday, the Feast of the Resurrection. And then everything else from the year flows from this, leading to the Ascension in 40 days and Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in 50 days. Then the time of ordinary time, which we kind of think of just like nothing's happening, but that's like the, the fruit of the mystery of Christ's death, resurrection, ascension, and the pouring out of his Holy Spirit is working in us. And so that even the liturgical color green in ordinary time is the color of growth. We're meant to be growing during this season from the grace that we've received from Easter. And then as the year comes to a close at the Feast of Christ the King, the exaltation of Christ at the end of time, we foreshadow what's going to happen from this mystery of the resurrection is that everything will be resurrected. Everything will be made new again. And then we start over in Advent, which is also a precursor of of that second coming. But again, the living of the mystery of the incarnation and the time of the promises and the fulfillment of everything in Jesus. Everything leads to and flows out of this mystery of Jesus' rising from the tomb. Not just our year, though, but also our week. Every single Sunday is a Sunday of the resurrection. Every Friday... We commemorate the Lord's passion. Every Saturday is a waiting for the Sunday morning that is the glory of all Christians, the hope of everyone. Even every day, every morning, if you pray the liturgy of the hours, every single morning, the dawn of a new day is a sign of Jesus' resurrection. And we remember it. And we live it. We allow this mystery to wash over us and to penetrate us and transform us Day in, day out, week in, week out, year in, and year out. The whole world is different because Jesus rose from the dead. The whole world has changed. But we can forget this. We can forget this. We can act as if it's not the case. But it's true. All of the promises of the Old Testament were leading to this moment. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. The true Paschal Lamb who doesn't just set Israel free from slavery in Egypt, but sets the whole human race from the ancient slavery to sin and to the fear of death. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light, the prophet Isaiah said. We read that usually around Christmas, but it's true today, this light of the Paschal candle. This is the great light that we can look to in our darkness, is Jesus risen from the dead. There was always this promise that one day God would undo the ancient curse. Mary's standing on the snake with that apple in his mouth. This curse because of of the choice that we'd made. We'd we'd chosen self-reliance, isolation, alienation, separation from God. This fake freedom that we get to do whatever we want. But it's actually being an orphan. It's being an alien, an exile. There was always this promise that one day God would bring us home. He would save us. He would rescue us. That's what we celebrate today. There's this kind of mysterious symbol in in the um, passion narrative. When Jesus finally dies and his side is pierced, it says the veil in the temple was torn. The veil in the temple was at the Holy of Holies, the most inner sanctum of the Temple Mount. 
This was where the high priest would only go in once a year to offer sacrifice for atonement for the sins of Israel. This was the, the meeting place of heaven and earth. This was the one place human beings could go where God would hear their prayers. You know, and nobody was supposed to go in there except those who had prepared themselves, the high priest who had been elected, who had done all of his preparation, and only once a year could he go in there. And when Jesus' body is torn apart and his, his side is pierced, that veil is symbolically torn open. Because now heaven and earth, they're not divorced anymore. What's happened in Jesus' death and then in, completed in his resurrection um, is the wedding of heaven and earth. That now we can walk into heaven because we can walk into the body of Christ through the sacraments, the church. God and man are now reconciled. Our redemption is accomplished. But why does it feel like nothing's changed? Right? Why is it so easy to act as if the resurrection is a nice idea and nothing more? I know for my part, I've spent a lot since like really taking my faith seriously, which basically happened like high school leading into college. I've spent a lot of my energy as a Christian trying to get better trying to keep myself clean from sin, you know, to grow and be, you know, to do a better job, um, to stay out of the gutter, so to speak. Like, to not be as bad as those really bad sinners, you know? Like, I'm not perfect, I know that, I'm no saint, but I'm better than a lot of people, and whenever I get a, a stain on my record, I real quick go wipe it off, and then I'm back, you know? I'm, I'm doing okay. And that's pretty exhausting, actually. It's not a very fun way to live Christianity because periodically, every once in a while, the Holy Spirit will very gently show me that what's actually happening is not I'm doing a really good job and I'm keeping my record more or less clean. It's that I'm sitting in darkness. I'm sitting in darkness. And I'm afraid that it's all up to me. That I better not screw this up that I have to do a good job. That's the people who sat in darkness that were waiting to see a great light. That's the veil between heaven and earth. We can't get in. We can't do it. No matter how hard I try, I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner. I'm in the gutter. I need to be saved. I need this to be accomplished for me on my behalf. And the Holy Spirit sometimes shows us this so that he can remind us that we're not actually alone. I can't wipe this darkness off of me if I'm sitting in it. But I can let the light in. And I can let him change me. That's the Christian faith. Father Tim gave a beautiful homily on Good Friday. and talked about the humiliation of the cross. That Jesus is not just humbled, he's humiliated. He takes on that humiliation for us. And when he was talking about that, I, I remember this interview I saw once on this, a friend of mine showed me this YouTube channel um, called Soft White Underbelly. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. It's just interviews, basically, with people that are very much on the margins of society. People that you would not normally meet or hear from. 
And there was this young woman who was a prostitute, and he interviewed her for like an hour. And it's just her on the screen in black and white, and she's just telling her story. And the first thing you notice about her is that she has tattoos on her face. And one of her cheeks is just like covered in a tattoo, and it kind of looks like a flower, but it's sort of um, dark. And through the interview, you realize that that's a cover-up tattoo of um, her pimp had tattooed, had gotten his name tattooed on her cheek to mark her that she belonged to him. And this was like, she was explaining like the whole culture and the whole history of how she got in to prostitution. Um, she was abused as a child. She was addicted to drugs. And this was her way of, of maintaining her life. And these pimps were these abusive men who uh, would basically protect them from other abusive men and uh, but also take all their money and use them and uh, basically treat them like slaves. But she was addicted to drugs and not able to really imagine a way out of it. And she got pregnant at one point and, and had a child, but then ended up, uh, and she got clean for a little bit, but then ended up going back into the life and ended up losing her child. And just had this really difficult and sad story. But as I was watching her interview, like, her humanity and her hope was very clear. Um, and it just occurred to me that, like, as I'm watching her talk, that the light has not gone out in her. You know, she's been humiliated. She's been used. She's been treated like garbage. But her humanity is still alive. It's like at the moment of, of Good Friday when Pontius Pilate, after the scourging, brings Jesus out and he says, Behold the man, ecce homo. Behold human beings, the image and likeness of God, scourged, humiliated, insulted, scorned, spit upon, tortured, killed. The defaced image of God that's the result of our sin. But he's come into it. He's taken it on himself. When I looked at that young woman, I thought, Jesus has not given up on her. In fact, Jesus is alive in her, and he's dying in her. She is in his gaze. Just as we are in his gaze. Just as he's alive in us and dying in us. And this mystery day in and day out, week in and week out, year in and year out. It gradually penetrates our being and transforms us because Christianity is not sin management. It's not me trying to keep my record clean or do a really good job or prove that I'm a better Christian than my neighbor. It's not a contest. It's a metanoia. It's a transformation. It's a resurrection. It's new life. That's what he offers us. And it's so beautiful. But it's not a cheap grace. It's not like, oh, Jesus rose from the dead. We're all good now. <laughs> no more cross. The strife is over. The strife is not yet over completely. <laughs> there will be more suffering. There will be more death. The cross and the resurrection are like a single event. The one does not make sense without the other. The cross without the resurrection, ugh, it's hopeless. The resurrection without the cross, it's like, mm, nice, flowers, a Hallmark card. Both of them together. 
That's the mystery. That's what we enter into. It means that his promise is fulfilled. And it means that nothing is wasted. He welcomes absolutely everything in your story and mine. In the story of the entire cosmos. In his plan of restoration. And renewal. And resurrection. So let us let the light in. Let us be changed by him. Let us allow this mystery again to be accomplished anew in us.